Hey, everybody, and welcome back to The Eric Mueller Show, a podcast where we explore what makes any successful person's inner clock tick. Today on the show, I'm welcoming another chief executive officer and co-founder. Tigran Nazarian has co-founded the company TenWeb. He, alongside his team of developers, dedicated years to developing the AI website builder to automate the website creation process. By letting algorithms take care of routine and time-consuming tasks, Tigran wants to enable web developers and designers to have more time for more important and creative tasks. As a new CEO, he aims at building a strong company culture that allows for a successful transition of great ideas into powerful technological advancements. Before delving deep into the world of web development, Tigran's educational background in mathematical physics led him to the academic sector. After obtaining a PhD, he left academia for industry, specializing in WordPress and web development. Next to building plugins and themes for WordPress with over 6 million downloads, he was also in charge of leading a team of web developers and guiding processes for the growth of engineers and the entire company. Listen for Tigran's three qualities of a successful startup company. Let's head on over to the interview. All right, welcome back to The Eric Mueller Show, a podcast where we explore what makes any successful person's inner clock tick. Today, we're going to be talking technology. I've got a web development guru here for you, Tigran Nazarian. Welcome to the show, sir. Thank you, Eric. It's my pleasure to be our guest. Man, it's, it's, it's my pleasure. So, I mean, it, you know, in the, in the presence of a web development guru, I mean, I, I can't speak for all of my listeners here, but I would consider myself kind of a work in progress on building websites. So I've I've used Wix to build a few. I've I've tried to dabble in learning to code HTML and things like that, but but I'm a novice compared to you, man. So I I want to start off with just a simple topic here. Could could you define what a SaaS company is? S A A S. What what that type of company is, and also maybe give an example of one of those companies that that some people would recognize. SaaS companies are companies that whose main product is and service is the software, which itself has a main value for their customers. So a lot of Biggest companies are SaaS companies like uh, like Adobe, like Microsoft, and we know these companies behind their products. So their products are often very more famous than the companies behind them. So companies that create software uh, used for by consumers or by businesses or whatever. So Tenweb, our company is also SaaS company. We provide automated WordPress platform to our customers. Yeah. Yeah, so so you mentioned TenWeb, so the company that you you started, you co-founded that, and you're currently the the chief executive officer of it. Do you have any advice? So using you know you have a SaaS company of your own. How do you grow a company like that in a saturated market? One might say. So I mean, you have big companies like you mentioned Microsoft or, or Netflix, Hulu. You know these companies that that are you know really owning market share. And I know you know Wix, Squarespace, you know other web development services are, are different than TedWeb. You got some advantages over them, but. I guess just how would you grow a company like that in that type of market, Tigran? Yeah, that's that's a great question. In our industry, our industry is web development, so, so site building, hosting, maintenance, and other related services. So in our industry, there are a lot of big companies like hosting companies like GoDaddy or uh, site builders like Vix or Squarespace or Webflow uh, or uh, other companies providing like some smaller solutions, not all-in-one solutions or not big services, but small like 
pieces that fit into the puzzle. And uh, it's 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 general problem how to you can create something that is in competitive market and that not not only competes with the already big companies, but uh, has its own distinctive value, which is different from others. And basically, the success here is. Uh, not to build something that directly competes with uh, competitors. It's kind of hard. It's hard way. It's not the best way. But build something that differentiates itself from the competitors and basically avoids the competition. This is the key. And uh, with SaaS companies, they are scalable. This is the top. Uh, I would say the, the top property of SaaS companies. They are scalable. You don't don't need to, uh, to spend extra cost for every new. For producing every new unit, like in case of car, it's, uh, yeah. it's not as scalable. But with, with the software, you just create it once and you need to distribute it. Yeah. And, you know, looking at your background, so you had an academic background at one point in time. You actually hold a PhD. And I, I believe, you know, you have this interest in astrology and astronomy and whatnot. Is that is that right? Yeah, I, I hold PhD in astronomy and astrophysics, not astrology. Not astrology, all <laughs> yeah. right, all right. Not astrology, yeah. <laughs> so uh, in astronomy and astrophysics, and that's that's pure academic science. Uh, so at some point in my career, I switched from science to engineering. Okay. And uh, I think that's that's quite the common thing. A lot of people, they, they live science, they live academy for different reasons. And uh, for some, perhaps the engineering is not so cool. It may appear not so cool as uh, compared to science because, you know, you want to become scientists, you want to uh, discover something in the nature or in humans. Uh, but uh, engineering and uh, innovation is uh, still very interesting thing. Uh, it's, it's like science in the sense that you need to discover something, some problem, uh, not uh, in the nature, but uh, like in human psychology or some problem in the specific industry and to solve it. So there is a lot of research. There is a lot of uh, inve invention and uh, perhaps some of the inventions are related to building new technology. Some others are uh, related to uh, building new way of interaction, for example, of humans to uh, computers or of uh, interaction of humans with certain tools they use. Uh, or providing completely new user experiences. So in this regard, it's very interesting, and I'm happy that I've switched to uh, this industry of software development. Yeah, and how did you make that shift? I guess what what forced you or what led you to to take that more entrepreneurial route? So you you know if you're in an industry position or you're you're teaching and, and you have a PhD, you can be a professor. You know you probably have somewhat of a steady salary in that way. If you go out and be an entrepreneur start a company like 10web i mean there's some there's some risk associated with that obviously so what what uh what was your main motivation or driving force to to do that and take that entrepreneur route yeah uh, i was not entrepreneur at first of uh, I, I became web developer so engineer then i grew and became entrepreneur but yeah it's it's still uh, interesting you know in, in science there's quite a, a big competition and a lot of uncertainty in science a lot of I would say even more uncertainty than in founding your own startup. Sure. Because, you know, when you when you found your startup, you know at least what you want to do. But in science, uh, yeah, you have some particular focus, but the system doesn't work much uh, well. 
and uh, a lot of people leave science for the industry. It's not about only money. Of course, there is much more money to startups in the industry, uh, in the technology industry particular, rather than science, but it's not about money only. You know, you, you want to have a certain career path and uh, you want to think like, uh, what will be my uh, my best achievement or something that I'm proud of uh, after certain like 10 or 20 years? So in this regard, like uh, entrepreneurship provides great opportunity for people to uh, apply their creative potential. Yeah. Yeah. I think, and two, like kind of where my mind goes with Tigran is that, you know, I think technology and, and innovation in regards to entrepreneurship, like where are we going? Where is the future moving towards? At least in my background with healthcare, we've seen COVID-19, you know, shift the industry drastically and, you know, companies have had to change their business models to meet new needs and new demands. And we've seen people, you know, not wanting to leave their house. So they need to order things in. They need to have services in that way. So I guess how, how can someone who wants to be an entrepreneur, what, what advice might you give them if they want to pursue founding of a new company in this technological, you know, advancing age? Yeah, that's the, the, important to uh, find something that's competitive, that has a huge potential for growth, that's scalable, uh, that solves specific problem rather than like uh, tries to outcompete the competitors or do what others do a little better. Uh, it's not the way it works anymore. But uh, I would recommend perhaps to think about particular problem you uh, you face in your industry. If you work, let's say in retail, do you see any problem that is not solved there? Okay. Do you see anything that has a potential for? Uh, solution, perhaps any specific technology may solve that, or perhaps any specific like uh, any specific tool, not 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 perhaps much technologically advanced tool, but something that solves some specific problem. And I think every every person in every industry they ha- they have some problems. Perhaps these problems appear small. So uh, at first step, you need to understand: is this your particular problem? Is it specific to your industry? What is the potential of uh, solving that problem? How many people will, will be affected by that solution? Um, so this is, is the idea stage, uh, not, not first solution stage, but idea stage. You want to understand what is the problem and how big is, is that, rather than first jumping into the solution. So this is first step, and uh, like estimating market size, uh, estimating the potential improvement of that particular problem. Don't, don't think, uh, think big at that moment. Because every startup starts small from certain uh, market, certain perhaps niche market, and then grows either vertically or horizontally. And uh, I would say perhaps uh, uh, for each industry, there are problems. And a lot of problems unsolved and uh, secrets are uh, specific in the ways uh, people use different products or solve their problems. So a lot of the secrets are related to human psychology and the way we think perhaps we think in certain way and we do we always were used to do something in a certain way way but and now and imagine that there is something better way to do the same thing so for the person who first understands that there is a real solution and better way of doing what we always do are doing in a certain way, it's they perhaps find great idea for inspiration and building their startup. Yeah. So I think like that, that's at least how I think of it. Like there's, there's many product, there's many problems out there 
that are already being solved, but but you might be able to do it better. So I think that that's probably a good example of what you've done with with your company Ten Web. So would you maybe just share like what makes Ten Web, what makes that company unique uh, compared with like a Wix or Squarespace? I know your company uses WordPress, so I mean, just I guess share with share with the audience here, Tigran, what makes your company so unique. Yeah, that's a great question. And we we constantly think about that and our vision is defined by that what makes us unique and what will make us unique in, in the future as well. It's it's constant like iteration. So in our case, we thought about problem of uh, WordPress. You know, WordPress is the most popular uh, site building tool and content management system, in, which is even more than content management system. It's open source and very popular solution. So uh, around 40% of websites in the world are powered by WordPress uh, as of 2021. And we, we thought about WordPress as a really powerful tool, but we saw that there is a potential for automation there. Because compared to other platforms like Vix, which are easier to work with, of course, WordPress has more complexity. But a lot of stuff people are doing manually with WordPress. And it's quite fragmented in a sense that if you if you want to build website and uh, build specific like solution, not only website, but like shop or provide some service to your customers through website, uh, there are a lot of steps that are quite fragmented. You need for, first to go somewhere to find good hosting. Then you need to find good developer. Then you need to find understand first that your site should be very fast or your site should be uh, beautiful or uh, understand how do you measure the success of your website? And how do you measure, uh, for example, how do you keep it secure, et cetera? So all this stuff, there are certain solutions for that. But uh, there is no single solution that automates all this. And particularly, we thought about uh, people who, for whom site creation and site maintenance is their primary job. That's our web developers and web agencies or design or marketing agencies. So they build the majority of websites in the world, more than 80% of websites, and particularly the most complex websites. So that's why we thought that can we do something first for them rather than for uh, people who want to just create a single landing page or single website. But for those who, who do the main hard job in web development industry. and. Uh, uh, our vision is that we want to automate the entire workflow of agencies, you know, rather than doing a lot of things manual, like let's say drag and dropping any uh, through it, some software solution, like some kind of builder, drag and dropping and building template. Can we do that automatically? Can we save time? Can we create, create quick demo websites for your customers? Like it's question to agencies. Uh, it, it, if, if, if you want to sell certain website to your customer, you need to code it or you need to have at least some prototype. How much time do you spend for that? It's days, but does it, uh, does it pay back? Uh, is it pays back, payback with uh, uh, taking into account that perhaps the client would not like that? Or other stuff, there are a lot of technical things in web development that are even are hard even for uh, professionals or not only hard, but time consuming. Can we automate this stuff? For example, uh, it's known that like uh, the website ranking is uh, correlated with their speed. So the faster website is, the more it's liked by Google, higher uh, search uh, rank 
intense. So can we automate optimization of website speed? There are certain ways that developers are, are doing and they work great, but can we automate it? Because doing that manually requires a lot of time. So for particularly for us, it's uh, the main advantage of our platform as we are focused in automation of processes and are, are focused in helping agencies to spare time, to cut costs, to find customers easily through software. Yeah, and I know main main focus of your company, you're using artificial intelligence, using automation to take the pressure off of the companies in that way so that they can be more creative and, and be able to, you know, actually share their message in a way that takes takes the pressure of web development off them. So I mean, myself even I've got a very simplistic website for my podcast, but you know, if I were to even have tools that can make it a little more automated and push things on there so I could be more creative with it, I think I mean that would Help me. I mean, so very small sample size. I can see the the applicability and the usefulness of your company. You know, just in my example of the podcast website. Yeah, right. And uh, we think about technology as something that differentiates uh, us as well. For example, in web development, there are a lot of traditional technologies like coding languages. Uh, but we think that automation can be driven by artificial intelligence as well. For example. Artificially, the intelligence is not single algorithm, but a bunch of different algorithms, techniques. Uh, and, uh, their goal is, uh, for example, to classify something or uh, to uh, make insights out of large data. And in our case, we thought about artificial intelligence algorithms uh, as tool that replaces the routine work of web developer. For example, I talked about creating web pages. It's quite routine work. It, it seems creative, but for simple web pages, it's quite routine. You know what you want to build if you have certain uh, design in mind and you want to build website like that. It's The rest are is routine steps. You just copy, paste, drag and drop a little bit, tune, some change some colors, etc. So this can be automated. And this is where AI solutions are great. Uh, Another uh, area where AI solutions are really great uh, for um, uh, solving specific problems is where you deal with a lot of data. So humans are not uh, very skilled, I would say, uh, like in, well, when you have a lot of data, you, you need to make some insights out of data. And uh, it's not something that it requires a lot of computational power. That's why AI is great solution in these areas. If if you have certain uh, problem that you think will require a lot of data to make insights, so AI or certain data uh, uh, models may be great solution for that type of problems as well. Yeah, and I think it's it's super unique that that the way you you know talk about data and and really the need for it to tell a story. So if if you just have a bunch of numbers, a bunch of data. It might not really say anything to anybody unless you have a very fine-tuned eye for it. You know, so I'm sure you've seen and you have, you have a very spe- specific craft as a web developer. You know, the very technical aspects of it, you understand to a T. But to an outside, you know, person looking in, they might not know it as well. So you can use your tools and automation to tell a story. And that's, you know, just using web development as an example. Let's say you have someone who has a startup company that has a technological fo- focus or maybe it, maybe it has a totally different focus. But they can use the tools that you've created to, to be more creative and tell a story with the data that's that's going on in the background. Is that am I understanding that correctly, Tigram? 
Uh, yeah, to some extent, yes. I mean, sure. for those who create websites, uh, a lot of things uh, can be automated and what they, uh, that, so that they focus on the more, more creative stuff. And uh, using like some ideas about websites, design or layout, they can create their own stuff uh, automatically. Rather than through trial and through manual work, uh, they can do it automatically. So, but uh, there's a lot, a, lot, a lot of things to do there as well. I mean, it's not a, uh, it's some complete solution to some problem, but we want to take into account the whole work, workflow of uh, those who create websites. Uh, for example, there are a lot of stuff that can be automated. And uh, for example, uh, agencies, they have a lot of customers. Yeah? And there is potential for automation there as well. You interact with their customers, perhaps they're some updates, some style manually, some things that you do manually. So this can be automated as well. In a sense that uh, you can put some schedule, you can have some insight from your customers and set this like for updates automatically, or you can set like reporting uh, to customers automatically. Yeah, I would say that uh, this is, the automation is uh, one of the things that, uh, can be done in different type of industries and uh, where algorithms may replace or to uh, to say better not replace but complement what humans do okay by helping people to automate the most routine most boring or uh, hard pa- pa- job and uh, instead of focusing to the creative uh, yeah yeah exactly and and so Tigran, so when you when you started your company, so you 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 know, let's just kind of dive a little more deeply in the entrepreneurship side of it. So I'm really curious to ask you how did how did you you know fund this venture? How did you market this? How did you get this off the ground, so to speak? Um, you know, you hear people when they start companies, they might bootstrap it and kind of take on all the financial risk themselves without getting investors. So share with me what you know what the path was for Ten Web in that way. Yeah, that's a great question. Uh, first, I need to say that the core team of TenWeb was uh, uh, from the previous company I worked at. Okay. So we basically were four co-founders. So we basically closed the previous company. We say, "Come on, guys, let's let's gather together and build something new from scratch. Something just but but not from scratch with uh, regarding the expertise. So we already had some good team, good core team. Uh, particularly, we had great engineering team." At that point, uh, later we built uh, and we gathered more people like for marketing and other stuff. But the first point is that we built product having in mind certain pre- problem, but we experimented a lot. So that's that's essential part uh, experimentation. And the important thing here is to have quick feedback loop. So you have certain idea in mind that you think that this thing should be done this way and I'll do that and it will be great for uh, customers. Okay, let's test that idea first. Let's let's create something really small. It's called MVP, minimum viable product. Don't don't solve the like the biggest everything, every challenge that there is. Just solve something small, even not perfect way. Just just provide some solution to like the main case of that problem and see, does it work or not? If this works, okay, so we can build the next step based on feedback. So we experimented a lot. We, we thought about what is the main value of the pr- platform? What should be the main value? Is it just web hosting? 
Is it just a bunch of different tools or is there something common uh, within that platform or something that should be the core value? Because, you know, a lot of problems in web development. We can we can create a lot of tools for uh, every problem there are, but should be our focus like that. So it's, it's kind of, uh, it's, it was called like the Frankenstein product, you know, when the product that tries to uh, encompass every feature, every pro- problem, so tools for solving every problem. It's it's not good way. Yeah. But starting small and then going uh, bigger. So we were bootstrapped and uh, we uh, raised a seed round a few months ago from Sierra Ventures and AI Fund. Uh, it was in uh, April, but before that we were bootstrapped. So there is risk, of course, associated with the startup or creating your own startup. So if, if you have certain uh, income and you have, you know, how much you you can uh, invest in that venture, which may fail, of course, that's that's great. You need to calculate the risk, of course. And uh, I think that that's a great way to start from small, then validate the hypothesis about the problem, then perhaps the problem part was right, and then validate your solution. Perhaps you, you understood it, the problem well, but your solution is not what, what is needed. So let's do one more iteration. Yeah, I think, and you know, the, the main focus that I pull out of that really, and the main piece that I, that I want people listening to really you know, hear from what, what Tigran just said, is that proof of concept piece. So make sure that what what problem you think you're solving, that you actually have like a market for that, that people are willing to to spend their hard-earned dollars on that and that it actually works. So you want to make sure that, you know, you have that proof of concept before you go too far. And I think, yeah, I could be wrong, but I think there's got to be startups out there that, you know, they fund, they think they've got it solved. They fund a bunch of money in, they bring venture capital in, and then they later find out that their that their product or service doesn't work. And then they have all these people. I mean, they you know lost their money. They might have lost their chance, you know, to get money in the future potentially. So they may have burnt bridges from investment companies. So I think that's really great that you hammered that home to to make sure you have a proof of concept that works. So you know, you, you create Ten Web and you you start to see that it, that it's having some success. You know, you bring you have a great team. I think that's a good focus there as well. You have a great team of people that that built it with you and that were there for you when you were starting it. So Tigran, how do you how do you define success? What what is success to you? How did you know that Ten Web was being successful? A big focus of this show is is looking at what makes successful people operate. So I want to ask you what what is success to you? Yeah, that's a good question. Because success is not profit, and uh, in case of startups, they are not profitable, and ninety percent of them fail. That's right. For some startup or some person, success may be getting experience from failed startup to build the next one that will huh. not fail. Or in our case, the success is our vision and do we come closer to that vision? Yeah. So the vision is to automate uh, web development, to make it painless, to make it easy, to make people uh, more effective in this regard. So it, so I would say that uh, enhancing the potential of those who create websites. So. Success metrics are number of people who use the product in our case, or the level of automation they uh, they implement in their workflow. Uh, is do they only build websites with TenWeb, or do they all, all also maintain and do the rest of the stuff? So it's it's called 
I would say it's it's engagement of customer. You may have uh, a lot of customers, but they don't have don't have any engagement. So it's it's not only about number of customers, but the way that better your product is usable for them. So in our case, whether our product automates the workflow of those who create websites. Yeah. So you measure success in that way in, in regards to your company. Is there do you have a do you have a broader definition of what it means to you personally? Are you, you know, so you said profit is not is not the main focus for success. So if you if you are able to successfully automate, you know, web development, you know, ten years from now, everybody's using Ten Web to do that, you would say that you've you've created lasting change, you've been successful. Does that sound right, Tigran? Yeah, I would say that I, I was successful in creating something that is usable by millions of people. That's 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 impact, the measure of impact. Yeah. I don't, what what you have created, how many people's lives are affected by that. That's yeah. really great measure. Yep, yep. I think in, it it makes me think of a quote by by Elon Musk. It's you know, you are paid in direct proportion to the difficulty of the problem that you solve. So that's something I really I always I think about that just in my day to day, you know, as in pharmacy, like you know, you you garner a certain salary because the problems that you solve are, are you know, very, you know, that you're dealing with people's lives. So it's important. So I think, you know, also, you know, for me, I mean, entrepreneurship and, and profit, I mean, you know, it is, it is glamorous to think about making a lot of money and making, you know, creating something that reaches millions of people. Obviously, you know, you're probably going to, going to get a certain amount of, of monetary return on that. But what, what does giving back mean to you, Tigran? I mean, do you have a, a vision of how you would like to pay it forward? I mean, do you have any, any thoughts about how how one might you know take their entrepreneurial spirit, but also suppress their ego and know they're doing it for the right reasons and they're they're pushing humanity forward without taking too much you know hold of that monetary gain? Yeah, that's 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 a very kind question and that's, <laughs> that's really nice, beautiful question. Yeah, uh, there are several things we can and I would like to pay back. For example, uh, the community of people who created the open source platform WordPress. So one of the ways we pay back like. Uh, 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 becoming sponsors of different events or uh, paying back to uh, open source code. This is first because the open source uh, platforms they are, are have this distinctive feature that it's hard to make profit on or to earn uh, money on open source products without paying back and without the community of those who support that product. So first is open source product paying back to that. Second is that the uh, spirit of entrepreneurship and uh, uh, knowledge that we have. We want to help other startups as well. Uh, for example, the programs for our uh, startups in our local community, we provide one-year hosting to them for free. Or uh, sharing our expertise in fundraising or uh, our expertise in scaling businesses with them. So we think that the, the startups and technologies are can do a lot of things, and we want to help others to do their, uh, to create their own as well. So this is second. Third one is uh, for our local community. I, I live in Armenia. Our startup is U.S. company, but I personally I live in Armenia, and a small country. Yeah, and it's uh, growing. Its IT industry is growing really fast, and uh, we want to pay back to that industry in a sense that help people to become more qualified, uh, let's say, engineers or professionals in that industry. So it's, it means also paying back to education, paying back to science and to the technology and uh, helping others to who 
for example, work in other industry to switch to IT industry as well. And uh, the success of one startup, it may become viral for others as well. So they don't think that they are not in the United States. They are not in the Valley and the Silicon Valley. So it's not the, uh, the best conditions for building your own startup. Yeah. You, you can't build global startup anywhere in the world. Yeah. That, that's a great point. I, I love that you, you know, you mentioned that you're living, you're living outside the U S but you're, you're leading a U.S. company. Um, I think there, there might be someone listening right now that's in the same you know spot or they might be aspiring to do that. So just know, you know, you can do it. Don't be discouraged. Um, a small way that Tigran is given back right now is actually if you go to his website or his company's website, 10 web, that's one zero W E B dot I O. Uh, there's a 14 uh, free 14 day trial to try it out. So, I mean, I think I certainly will be doing that. I'm certainly going to try that out and, and, and see what you have going on there. And Tigran, I, I appreciate you being on the show, man. I want to, I want to bring it back and tie a bow on it here and ask you one final question. It's the core question of the show. So when I started the show, you know, I really wanted to explore what makes any successful person's inner clock tick. It's kind of become my, my inner mantra and, and it really helps helps me figure out just what it takes to get to that level of success that you know you, you people that you aspire to be are at. So what is the one single driving force that keeps your inner clock ticking towards your success in your daily life? Not single, but two. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> Persistent, yeah. Persistence and being humble. Okay. Those, those are phenomenal. I mean, it's Short and sweet, but it's it's profound and it makes you think. So you're, you're persistent in your your daily actions. You're you're progressing slowly towards your goals each and every day, and you're maintaining that humble you know mindset. You can, you know, I can sense it. I mean, I can see on camera here. The audience can just hear you, but but I'm sure you can hear it in Tigran's voice. Just you know the the nature, the humble nature that he has, and wanting to give back and wanting to pay it forward. He's not in this for a mo- for the money. He's not in it for for the fame. If his company becomes you know a unicorn, a startup unicorn. You know, that's it's it's going to be great because you'll be one of the ones that people will look up to and say he's doing it the right way and it'll be very inspirational. So, yeah, DeGran, I, I appreciate you being on, man. Thank you so much for, for sharing your expertise and knowledge with, with us today on the show. Thank you very much, Eric. I really enjoyed this conversation. Absolutely, man. Best of luck. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you.